1: Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Ozzaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for, and then find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John ten ten. And today we continue in a series called A Church for Real Life. And as believers, we have a great responsibility and privilege to share how to find life and fulfillment through Jesus. But maybe when you have a chance to share what God has done in your life. The brake lights come on and he frees up. What is it about sharing that seems to paralyze us in the midst of opportunity? It's part two of a message called Too Afraid to Share. Let's join Pastor Sean in the New Testament. It's time for Reaching for Real Life.
2: John gave a wonderful message on sowing and sharing. Same, same thing. When I say sharing, I'm talking about sharing this faith of ours. This faith that has transformed our life. When we say follow, connect, grow, serve, share, we're talking about this faith that saved our life. It's not just for us. There are others, and we have to share. Well, I had a number of people say it was convicting. And the question is, why is it convicting? Because honestly, we're struggling with this. We don't share, at least not in the way that we think we should. I mean, honestly, I mean, honest moment right here in this room. Okay, nobody, judgment-free zone. How many of you struggle with this idea of sharing your faith with someone? It's just a little challenging. It's a tough, tough thing. And there's a number of reasons why. We looked at them a little bit last week, but there's a number of reasons why. Some of us are just afraid. Just afraid. What will they think? Will I offend? Well, I don't know what, it, I don't know what they'll say. We're just afraid. Or maybe it's not my job. That's Sean's job. He's the preacher. That's what we pay him for. He should be doing that. A lot of sinners out there. He ought to get to it. <laughs> Whatever the reason is, this gets to what Jesus is giving us here is the why of sharing This will change us if we understand this. And if you're taking notes, please write this down. This is what I want us to remember. The secret to sharing differently is seeing differently. Jesus saw people differently. His followers, his first followers, saw the people around them differently. They were totally in the same boat together. They were a people who'd been crushed under multiple empires. And it was unbelievably hard on them as a culture and as a people. And they had this promise of Messiah, but Messiah hadn't come. And so they were disappointed, and they were beaten down. And then when Jesus' followers came to see him, they saw what he did. They heard what he said. They realized he's the Messiah. And so they went and spread the good news because they had compassion on the people around them. They saw the hurt and the longing of their people. They saw Jesus as the one hope, and so they shared. So the question is, if the secret to sharing differently is seeing differently, what is it that we see? What is it that we see? A few observations about sharing. I think, number one, sharing begins with caring. And I think it's pretty obvious, but I, I want to suggest this is a hump. If we can get, if we can get past it, if we can figure this out, we'll almost immediately get a whole lot better at sharing. Because I think we'll never share until we care more about people than about what they think of us. We'll never share until we care more about people than about what they think of us. Because I think we get really hung up in, oh, what will they think? I don't want to be, uh, I don't, uh. and we're all worried about what people think about us. Any parents in here ever lost a child? in a mall or at a fair or a restaurant or anything like that. You ever lost a child? Yeah. You became crazy parent pretty quick, didn't you? I remember when Ryan was little, he was like two years old. We had a restaurant with a bunch of people. And uh, all the kids are playing video games, right? I mean, right, here's our table that, right there, video games. The older kids are all playing games. Ryan was still at that beautiful age where you don't have to put money in because it's just, you know, it's wonderful. I love that age. He can't read. It says game over. He doesn't know. He might see, think that says doing a great job, you know. So he's just, you know, playing a little, you know. And but all the kids are right there; they're right by us until Lori kind of turns to me and says, "Where's Ryan?" Er, yeah. and I look, and he's not there. And every parent, you know what you know what I'm talking about here. First thing, you go to all the weird things that could happen, all the bad things that could happen, but but you don't go there because you don't want to be the nut parent because it's probably fine. It's been fine the hundred other times, but you get up trying to play it cool. Ryan, Ryan, go to the other kids. Hey, guys, where's Ryan? He was right there. I know he was, he's not. I don't know. And I go and I walk around the whole restaurant and he's not in this restaurant. And now I don't care what anybody thinks. Lori's going crazy, mom, okay? And I'm now yelling. Close the doors. Everybody, there's a little boy, a little blonde boy, two years old. I am yelling, and I'm pretty good at yelling. Okay, people could, it wasn't like people couldn't hear me, okay? I was being heard. But I mean, I was like a lunatic. And and by the way, everybody became concerned. Everybody started looking. And what was fascinating is I didn't care what anybody else thought of me. And you know, quite frankly, they didn't care because we all understood what was at stake. A little boy was lost. Turns out there's a little little uh, hall that had a door at the end. I can't imagine how he got this door open, but he did. He got the door open. He was out in the back alley playing in the garbage, okay? (laughs) Turns out he knew that there was no money in this game. (laughs) The garbage was more interesting than the game, right? Oh, we picked him up, and we just hugged him, and we're crying, and it was just this incredible moment, and we didn't give a dang what anybody thought because we loved him and cared about him, and it was our boy, and we knew what was at stake. And see, when you stop and think about it, that says a lot about what we really believe. Do we really understand what's at stake? I mean, do do we? See, I, I think you'll never care for those you don't know. And once we get to know people, once we get to know them beyond just, oh, they're on my kid's team, or their family's on part of the team, or they're down the street, yeah, Oh, it's real sad. Their marriage is breaking up. Their family breaking up. It's very sad, very sad. Once we begin to know people and we begin to really care about them, everything changes. And it's funny. Um, when we do, it's like we don't care so much what people think when we start to try to speak life and hope and try to come alongside. We'll never care for those that we don't know and the question that I ask, and I ask myself with you, um, who do we spend time with that needs Jesus? Here's a little pastoral insider info, okay, a little shop talk here. Uh, the best evangelists or those who share the best evangelists in the church are the new believers. They are. One, they've just, they're just fresh in that experience of having been forgiven and set free. And two, they still have a bunch of friends who don't know Jesus. Over time, they will either lead their friends to Jesus or make their friends sick of them by telling them about Jesus. But they end up getting new friends in the context of the church, which is a very good thing. Those relationships go deep, a very good thing. That's how Christian communities should be. But the kind of flip side of that that's not so good is we stop spending time with people who don't think like us, haven't already been redeemed by Christ. We, we We stop spending time with people like that. We stop knowing what they think like. We stop knowing anybody like that. And so, fundamentally, we stop caring about because you can't care about people you don't know. I get real nervous with the person who cares about mankind in general but doesn't like people, okay? That's not a really good carer. Okay, we can become those kind. Oh, I care about m- mankind. I care about this, that, and the other, but I don't actually like them, like people. Okay, Because when you hang out with people, they become real to you. They be- you-, you get some context. So sharing begins with caring, and that involves spending time with people. Who do you and I spend time with that doesn't know Jesus? And how are we leveraging that time? The secret to sharing differently is seeing it differently. Second thing, our sharing often lacks urgency because we don't understand the sickness. We don't understand the sickness. Remember what Jesus said in Mark 2, 17? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. There's a sickness that is killing people, and the Scripture says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here's the deal. If I had the cure to cancer, I think I'd be pretty bold in sharing it, wouldn't you? I've lost enough people that I care about to cancer that if I had the cure, and I knew I had the cure, I'd share that with anybody who'd listen. And so would you, because we've all lost people that we love and care about to that disease. What does that say? See, which is, more serious, which is a more serious issue, cancer or the separation of sin? And I know, we'll give the Sunday school answer right now. Good for you, you're in church. Well, of course, the separation of sin, Sean, that's far more serious. But I, I think our actions and attitudes give a different answer. Because we get more intense, we get more burdened, We more compassion over the physical sickness. Because we don't really understand the depth of the spiritual sickness and how it is affecting everything around us. And that's a problem for those of us in the body of Christ. Do we really understand what's at stake? Do we really believe that people are dying now? And they will die eternally without Jesus and the gospel. Do we really believe that? Do we understand that? Now, here's one thing, and, I'll, and I don't mean to let us off the hook at all, but we, one would argue, okay, I think an argument could be made, well, But if I had the cure to cancer, every single person who has cancer wants that because they know they have cancer and they know they're sick. And so they want it. Okay. In regards to what we're talking about, about the gospel, a lot of people don't think they're sick. They think they're just fine. And and here's the question I would ask. And I understand that. That's That's a legitimate. There are some people who just truly think, I'm fine. But there are a lot of others who don't. That goes back to the soil. We don't know what kind of soil. Just because someone puts on a front of everything's okay, everything's fine, we don't know what's going on in their heart. We don't know the heartache, the heartbreak, the failure, the guilt. We don't know what the Spirit of God's been doing. We're presuming. We're assuming. See, remember, we're not responsible to know which soil we're dealing with. We're responsible to sow seeds. And until I sow, I will never know for sure.
1: And this is when we take a quick minute to remind you You're listening to Reaching for Real Life With Pastor Sean Azaro The pastor of River City Community Church In this message called Too Afraid to Share Which is available right now On the sermons page In a series called A Church for Real Life At reallife.org And while you're there If you've been blessed by this teaching Your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue To help others just like you Just find the Give tab at reallife.org And if you're looking for a new church home Here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
2: River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotoma Park. Our service times are Sundays at 9.30 and 11.15 and Mondays at 7 p.m. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.
1: And now the conclusion to the message, Too Afraid to Share. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio.
2: we got to understand what's at stake and understand what's happening. The secret to sharing differently is seeing differently. Last thing, sharing is about giving what you have, not what you don't. And here's the good news. Because I know, this message, I mean, you know, I, you can feel a little beat up on this. It's an area that we struggle with, and here we're being told, man, we've got to share because we care, because Jesus died for our sins. Understood. I get it. But this is the good news. Listen to me. Sharing is about giving what you have, not what you don't. It's way easier than you think. That's one of the reasons I think we're so nervous about sharing. I mean, yeah, there are going to be some people who are just going to be rude to you, not want to hear it, and understand it may not be about you at all. It might be their own guilt. It might be someone else treating them a certain way, whatever. But the bottom line is this is really a lot easier than you think. And I, I think if you'll actually try it, you'll see people are a lot more receptive than you may think. Sharing is about giving what you have, not what you don't. First thing, tell your story. We talked about this a little bit last week. John talked about it. Tell your story. And here's the thing, you already have that. You already have your story. Your story is powerful. It's the story of what God's done in your life. What have you experienced in him? How has he affected you? What has God done? Tell about what you've been forgiven of. Tell about what God's done, the experiences you've had, how he's provided for you. Tell your story. Your story is powerful. And let me tell you the, the just bare truth here, folks. There's a whole lot more people interested in your story than in my sermons. I hate to tell you that. And you're like, no, no, we know. It's legit. He's right. He's he's right. No, seriously, you you need to know something. The world is not sitting there going, your lost friends, my lost friends, people in our neighborhoods, people in our work, people in our city, they're not going, God, I wish I could hear a sermon right now. No, what I'm needing is a good sermon. Oh, I'm going to go at reallife.org. I'm going to check out Sean. maybe, Maybe he's got a sermon for me. People are not looking for a sermon. Christians, obviously. We, we get it. We get the importance of the teaching of the word and the building us up and how it supports and encourages us. We understand it. But the world is not looking for a sermon. But let me tell you, your story, that's powerful because it's real. It's someone they know and it's something that has, has actually happened to them. It's like I told you before. Um, you know, people way rather hear from a satisfied customer than from a salesman. Okay, and every salesman, good salesman in the room knows it. The best kind of business is referral business, right? We get it. We understand that. And that's just the truth. And so your story is powerful. I encourage you, write down your story. Write down the things God's done. Share it. Just you know, talk to a friend and say, hey, what kind of things would I share? Hey, so that you're, you're, you're ready. And I think when you, once you do that, one, you'll be kind of blessed at the things God's done for you. But two, you'll be prepared. And if you don't have anything to share, I want to encourage you, uh, dig in in your relationship with God because he wants to give you a story. He wants to do things for you that are amazing. So tell your story. You already have that. Two, let the Spirit speak. You already have that. John fourteen six. Jesus said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I need to pack people with information. No, you don't. They're not looking for information. they got more information than you'll ever give them. They have Google. Okay, They have the Internet on their phones. We don't need to cram them with information. So don't worry about it. Okay, tell your story and let the Spirit nudge you. You'd be amazed at how, just, the, just listen as you share, see what the Spirit leads you to do. And the last thing is simple, it's an invitation, come and see. You know that's exactly what Levi, Matthew did? He invited Jesus to his house and said to his friends, come and see. And he introduced his friends to Jesus, and many of them followed Jesus. Do you realize we have a gathering every week where you can introduce people to Jesus and his followers? You're in it right now. It's amazing. I've seen so many people, they bring their friends, and what their friends experience from this fellowship, and I just commend you. This fellowship has such a cool spirit. The joy, the love for one another, that's regularly something people comment on. We have little survey cards of first-time guests. One of the things they'll comment on is people just love each other. And that's one of the things Jesus said. This is how they'll know you're my disciples. The joy, they have a good time, they laugh together. There is something about seeing what God is doing in community. That's powerful. That's what Matthew did. He invited Jesus and his followers for dinner and then invited a bunch of his friends. Well, you can do that. We have a gathering. Our community groups, our different ministry activity groups, the sportsmen, different women's things that we do, the kids' ministries, youth ministries. Those are opportunities to say, come and see, come and see, invite someone. Come and see what God's doing. See, it's not hard. You, have, you already have all that. The secret to sharing differently is seeing differently. And here's the thing. Um, Our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. That's what we do, and that happens through sharing. And folks, let me just tell you, God's put us in a very unique position. This Church for Real Life, he's put us in a weird, unique position where we don't get to say, okay, us four no more. Okay, we don't get to do that. How many of you are here, like, new in the last three years? You're new to this church in the last three years. Yeah, a lot of y'all. How many of you thought it was weird when you drove on this campus, couldn't find the church, and just saw this massive amphitheater and Hill? Yeah. I still think it's weird every time I drive up. It's just weird. You need to know, we didn't plan that. We didn't go, man, we got to get an amphitheater. And then leave it empty for years and just build a little building next to it that looks like a Tonka truck now compared to the amphitheater. (laughs) We did not plan that. Okay, that was not the plan. God did this. We got this property for less than the price of bare land because of that amphitheater. The whole deal fell apart in 2009. And then in 2011, it all came back for less money and more acreage. I mean, we have 110 acres here. God gave us a vision for this place. And when we prayed, I've got to tell you, when we prayed, the, the elders and the leaders of this fellowship, we were just like, um, we thought God was kidding when we first went, had a chance to look at this place and when we first kind of nudged and felt his nudge, the spirit nudging and saying, You're gonna, this are going to be your home. We're like, are you, are you serious, God? Are you kidding? We, we don't need all that. That's crazy. I mean, we didn't say God was crazy. I mean, we wouldn't do that. But, you know, a little bit, just kind of, Lord, are you serious? I mean, we don't need all that. And, and the Lord impressed very clearly on us. It's not for you. It's not about you. Your mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. You're in one of the fastest growing areas of the country, definitely of the state. I want to see my kingdom advanced i want to see people come to know me i want my glory to be established in a community and i want people to come to know how much i love them and this facility i want you to actually build something that's not just for you it's for them and so that's our challenge when god gave you this okay it's not just so we can have more parking than anyone could ever imagine so we can all park sideways if we want let's have sideways parking sunday that'll be fun yeah no that is not why we got this place. Parking was one of our big issues. That's why we needed to move. It's like God gave us this. It's like, okay, God, you're being sarcastic. Now, God, you're being sarcastic, okay? We prayed for parking, and you did this. What, you know? It's not so we can all park sideways. God wants us to do something with this. And I want to give you just a glimpse. We'll talk about this more a little bit, but I want to kind of give you a little teaser. Um, I want to show you something we've been working on uh, this is the initial phase of a master plan for this campus because there's some facilities that we really need. And we didn't just want to start popping up buildings all over the place, right? Um, it's not You've got to kind of get a plan. And so we w- talked to our architects and we started working on a plan. And uh, this is a potential master plan for River City Community Church. This is the Tonka truck we're sitting in right now, okay? This is where one day we envision a, a new worship center being, and we don't necessarily... That's not first. Uh, off here, these two little things right here, those are children's buildings. Uh, those are really important. We are... Okay, listen. Some children's kind of homer. Children's homers clapping. Uh, we, we really... A wonderful problem we have is that God has blessed this church family with a lot of young families with kids, and we need children's space badly. So that's, what, that's one of the things that motivated us to say, okay, we've got to put a plan together because we got to do something. And, and understand... When God gave you this, you don't get to say, oh, I hope somebody else does something. This, this is us. This is what we're called to do. These sports fields, as you know, they're, they're not developed like this yet. This is what we envision one day being developed because we want to see sports ministries, city leagues that all happen here that we're able to do outreach and ministry through that to the whole city. Well, right now on this side of these fields, uh, the Greater Randolph Area Youth Soccer Association meets. And, and uses that. They rent that from us for a very small fee, but they, they use that facility. On the other side, uh, Northeast Vikings, a Pop Warner football league, uses that. On any given Sunday, when, those have, when, they have, when they're hosting tournaments and things, there will be thousands of people on those fields who don't go to church here, maybe don't go to church anywhere, but they're into kids' sports, and so they come. This building right here, we see that that's going to be an athletic building where we can host tournaments and we, our school can use that. This whole piece, by the way, is just a, a model of, because that's that one parking lot, that actually is kind of the rough outline of the buildings of San Antonio Christian School. Again, with the, with the partisan fans, <laughs> uh, our school, River City Believers Academy, we believe that they could have that and develop that as, a, as an area. But this athletic building is part of this whole thing. Uh, do you know those athletic buildings, you can't even get in them because they're packed all the time. We, we feel like we have such an opportunity to, to minister to people in, in an area where they're already perceiving a need. And so we could see that. Um, you know, over here, we already have disc golf course that people use from the community. It's outside our gates. They come all the time. There's people playing, playing disc golf on our campus. We believe this campus is supposed to be a gift to the community from the church. And that's just the glimpse. Now, there's more. We'll take a look at it a little more in depth next week. I want to talk to you just about where we're going and, and let you look at that a little more. But, but, folks, that doesn't happen without us understanding it's not about us. And that's what sharing, that's the heart of sharing. You know, when Ryan was lost in that restaurant, it wasn't about Lori and I. We didn't care. Well, I just have to tell you, neighbors, friends, family members, coworkers, classmates, They're lost. And I challenge us as a fellowship to say it's not about us. It's not about us. I I just, and I, I don't know how to communicate it to you with what I feel deeply. God wants to do something amazing for this whole region through this fellowship. And the big question is, are we willing to share? Are we willing to share? Personally, corporately, are we willing to be a place for Jesus Christ? You know, the image you use, a city on a hill. A city on a hill where, where the glory of God and the, the redemption of Jesus Christ is made known. That's what he's called us to be.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message called Too Afraid to Share or this whole series, it's available right now on demand when you find a church for real life at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email that this program blessed you or even better. Your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Please find the Give tab at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Reaching for Real Life is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life.
2: River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Our service times are Sundays at 9.30 and 11.15 and Mondays at 7 p.m. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.